In just a few minutes, we're going to be singing song number 322. And if you'd like to open up a songbook to number 322, we're going to think a little bit, I'm going to talk a little bit about this song, Bring Christ Your Broken Life. This song was written uh, relatively recently, at least compared to a lot of the other songs that we sing. It was written back in 1963 by a couple of fellows. The first one, the hymn, the actual lyric writer was Thomas Chisholm. And the music was composed by this other fellow, Lloyd Sanderson. And I bring attention to both of those guys together because uh, they were frequent collaborators with one another. And they collaborated on uh, several other songs that we uh, sing in our hymnal. They were the pair behind number 72, Be With Me, Lord. They were the pair that was behind number 487, A New Creature, Buried with Christ, My Blessed Redeemer. And they were the pair behind this song, Bring Christ, Your Broken Life. Now... Just a passing glance at the title of this song, and even if you were to just do just kind of a quick cursory reading of the lyrics, it would be pretty obvious to you that this song was intended to be an invitation song, a song of of encouragement, an invitation to come to the Lord. It is a song that urges us to come to God to find relief, to find respite, and even to find repair. And you should know as well that this is, I believe, a very scriptural song. This song is just packed with all kinds of biblical references, some of which we may not be just immediately familiar with. Like, for example, in verse 1, there's an expression used in verse 1 that says, your empty, wasted years He will restore. That's actually imagery being used from Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. When God tells Israel that if they will repent and return to Him, that He would restore the years of damage, the years of uh, crops that had been lost and had been destroyed by the locust. And in much the same way, God even today wants to restore to those who would come to Him, wants to restore to them what sin has destroyed. Or there in the second verse, there's an expression that's used there where it says that God will relieve thy heart and He will lift up thy head. It's a beautiful expression, the idea of lifting up the head. Psalm chapter 3 and verse 3 speaks about God as being the lifter of my head. That is, in a very literal kind of way, He wants to lift us up, raise us up from having that downcast look, and He wants to lift us up to a higher plane. And then that third verse of the song draws from maybe a passage that might be a little bit more familiar to us when it talks there about the Lord and how His presence shall be ours unto the very end. And I think that's taken from the Great Commission, the parting words that Jesus said to the apostles in Matthew 28 and verse 20 when He said, Lo, I am with you always. My presence is going to always be with you even to the end, even to the end of the age. He wants to be there for us. He wants to help us and guide us and carry us through every single step of the way. We just have to be willing to come to Him. Which brings me to what I really want to talk about from this song. We could dissect all kinds of different phrases and expressions in the song. But what I really want us to think about tonight is that very first line of the song that breeds the title of the song. That expression, bring Christ your broken life. One of the things that is common to the human experience is the fact that life just sometimes has its way with us. Sometimes life, our life here on this earth, it just does an absolute number on us. There is grief. and There is sorrow. There is suffering. and There is pain. And sometimes we experience those troubles and those trials because of, A, maybe the careless actions and words of other people. 
We just aren't considerate and they cause us hurt and pain. Sometimes we experience those things simply because of, it's because of circumstances that are outside of our control. The psalmist talks about how time and chance happens to them all. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes, thirdly, we experience that pain and we experience that hardship because of our own folly, because of our own mistakes, yes, even because of our own sins. Whatever the cause of that pain and that suffering, I think that all of us understand what it means to be broken, to feel that pain and that hurt and that sorrow that comes from living in a fallen world. When that does occur in our life, and however that occurs in our life, whatever happens that causes us to feel that brokenness, the temptation all too often is for us to act like, we'll just kind of act like everything's okay. I mean, we've got to put on that stiff upper lip. Or we've got to put that smile on for everybody else's benefit. We've got to tell others when they ask us, how are you doing? We've got to say, I'm fine. I'm doing okay. Nothing's wrong. I, I can handle it all on my own. In fact, that is a very American way of thinking about things. That I'll just, I'll just pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I, I really don't need anybody else's help. Can I just say to you this evening that that is a terrible mistake. Our God knows us. And our God knows what breaks us. And what our God wants is He wants for us to bring our brokenness to Him... And let Him repair it. Let Him fix it. Whether I cause the brokenness, whether somebody else caused my brokenness, whether circumstances beyond anybody's control cause that brokenness, our Lord wants us to have the awareness and the humility of heart that will come to Him for the healing that we need. I look in the book of Psalms, and over and over again, it seems like the psalmists, they understood that. They got it. Over and over again in the Psalms, we see David and the other writers. They are just being beaten up. They're being pushed around. They are being crushed by the various blows of life. And over and over again, what we see is we see them turning to God in those very moments. For example, in Psalm chapter 34 and in verse 18, David says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. He saves those who have a contrite spirit. In the 51st Psalm, that's that famous Psalm of David where he is repenting and he is confessing his sins before the Lord. He says there, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. David's saying, God, God wants our brokenness brought to Him. And then in Psalm 31, David, as he's chronicling in the first part of the chapter about all of the various issues and the various distresses that are going on in his life, he describes the sad state of affairs in verse 31, or excuse me, in verse 12 by saying, I am like broken pottery. It's like I've just been smashed and crushed into a million different pieces. Oh, it's just scattered everywhere. But instead of just sweeping all of that under the rug and acting like it's not there, Or instead of trying to pick all the pieces up and repairing it on my own, David goes on to say in verse 14, As for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. David got it. He got it in spades. David recognized that our God, He is the healer of the broken. He is able to do that because He is wise 
beyond our wisdom. He is more strong and powerful beyond our strength. And He has the ability to do what you and I are not able to do. Let me illustrate that for you using that imagery that's used there of the, the broken pottery. Are any of you familiar with the Japanese art known as kintsugi? The word kintsugi literally means golden joining or golden repair. And that came about as a result of when you have a piece of pottery and it breaks. Maybe you drop it accidentally or somebody comes along and damages your pottery. In that moment, you're not just, you know, all out of luck. Oh, well, a broken piece of pottery is not really good for anything. Might as well just throw that in the trash. Just forget all about it. I lost my money on that. No. The Japanese saw that there could still be value in that vessel. And in fact, that it could be restored. And so what they did is they would take lacquer and they would then mix within it gold. Get gold particles, grind that down to dust, and they'd mix that into that lacquer. Sometimes they would use platinum or they'd use silver or they'd use some other kind of a precious metal. And they would then use that golden lacquer to put back together that broken vessel. And so instead of hiding or puttying over the history of that piece of pottery, they actually end up celebrating what happened there. They recognize that the mendedness of what was once broken, that mendedness, it's actually a very beautiful thing. And what's crazy about that is maybe you start off with a piece of pottery that you paid 25, 30, 35 bucks for, and now, when it's been kintsugied, that's now going to go for 350 $400, in fact, in many places, those are considered works of art. What Kintsugi does is it takes things that are broken and it makes them even more valuable through that mending process. In fact, that gold that is used to, to refine and restore and repair, that is what makes the vessel more valuable and more useful and more beautiful than it even was before. Here's the application for us. You can either walk through life carrying around that big bag full of broken pieces that you've tried to gather together. And you can try to carry that around on your own. And you can tell everybody else that oh, it's, it's all okay, it's no big deal. I've got it all under control. Or, you can scoop up all of those broken pieces like a small child who comes to their father. And maybe you are the one that broke it. It may be your fault that it's broken. Maybe somebody else broke it. Maybe circumstances beyond your control. That's what caused the brokenness. Whatever it is, it really doesn't matter what caused the brokenness. Because your heavenly Father, who loves you so very much, He then takes all of those pieces and with the utmost tenderness and loving care, He starts applying His gold to piece and to put you back together. And He ends up making something out of your life that you never could have made all by yourself. Painstakingly, our God does that. Somebody would maybe ask, how does He do that? I don't know everything, but I know that God does that through His Word. I know He does that through prayer. I know He does that through His people, the church. I know that He does that through His providence in a number of other ways. But He mends what has been broken. And those joints where He's done all of that work, they are now illuminated with His gold. 
And little by little what He does to those who will humble themselves before Him is He builds you back. He puts you back together. And for all of the damage that was done to you, either by your own mistakes and your own sins, or whether it was by something else entirely, He makes that damage beautiful. Because He is present in the mending. That's what the gold is. That's the Lord. He is present in the healing itself. And when other people see that, that God is the one who has put me back together, God is glorified. And now, you now become a vehicle for God's glory. In many ways, there is no higher calling than to live faithfully through the loss and the hardship and the difficulties and the trials of this life There is no greater calling than to live faithfully through that all by calling on the name of the living God who is the healer of the broken. Peter says it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than the gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, It may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you've not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him. You rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and it is filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, salvation of your souls. God sees your brokenness. Even if maybe you're really good at Hiding that from other people, especially in an environment like this where we're all just kind of preconditioned to, to put on our best face. We got our best clothes on, we got our hair fixed so perfectly, and we just want everybody to know that we've got it all together. Even if nobody else knows, your Heavenly Father knows. His desire for you is that you would come to Him in a spirit of humility, that you would lay it all at His feet, and that you would be willing to let Him Build you back. Do you need to do that this evening? Brother or sister, I'm going to start with you. It may be that there is something in your life, first of all, that may not be a matter of sin. It may just be a matter of just something that you are struggling with. And maybe it's self-inflicted. Maybe it's inflicted by others. Maybe it's beyond anybody's control. doesn't matter. Whatever it is, lay that at the feet of the Lord. Can we as your brothers and sisters be a source of encouragement and help? Can we be used as instruments by God in order to help to bring about that healing in some small way? It may be, as a child of God, that there is sin in your life. That it is sin, your own sins, that have caused you to be broken. There's only one antidote. There's only one cure. You've got to come to the Lord. You're not ever going to be able to fix that yourself. Salvation, forgiveness, it is only found in Him. You need to bring that to Him and let Him build you up into something more amazing than you ever could have been. You can become a faithful, devoted, committed child of God. Can we help you to serve the Lord in a better way? It may be that you're not even a Christian at all. And even if you're not a Christian, 
You have to know because you are a human being living on planet earth. You have to know the pain and the problems that sin has created for this world and for you personally. Only one fix. You gotta come to the Lord. You gotta seek His face. He's abundant and rich in mercy. He wants to forgive you by the giving of His Son, Jesus, as we just read there in 1 Peter. Salvation is made possible. Your forgiveness is made possible. You can be reconciled unto God. and You can become something amazing that you never were before. You can become a Christian, a son or a daughter of the King. Can we help somebody this evening in some way to have their brokenness healed and repaired by Almighty God? there's anybody who needs to respond to heaven's invitation, bring Christ your broken life. Do that right now while we stand and while we sing.